Hansels and Scott Gerard. Difficult day for a lot of Jazz fans and a lot of us here in the state of Utah. Jerry Sloan passing away, and uh, we got a lot of a lot of people who want to weigh in and have some conversations about this. And joining us now, the big dog himself, Antoine Carr. Uh, Antoine, uh, you know, where do you start on a day like this? I know this was a, a man you were very close to. How are you right now? Oh, a little sad. Uh, kind of why I went fishing this morning, you know. It's one of those reasons you just try to get away from everything. I got to imagine, Antoine, while you're out there fishing, it's probably the, the most memory of him. Sounds like something he'd love to be doing with you. Oh, yeah. He's, you know, he's an old country boy, so I'm just – that's kind of my tribute to him. You uh, you played in the league for a while. You played in the league for a lot of different coaches. What, what separated Jerry Sloan from everybody else? Well, he was just one of those uh, – how do I put it? He was a hard-nosed guy. He was one of those guys that – if you didn't understand him, you would think he just hated you. But he was actually trying to push you to get the best out of you at all times. And, you know, that's one thing me and Jerry got along with was I didn't mind him pushing me. That was part of our thing. You know, I was the big dog, and my thing was to protect the yard. And he was part, he was the leader of the yard, so uh, obviously I got to protect him. I was listening to Mark Eaton talk about him just a few minutes ago, and he talked about him off the court as well. He said he was a coach that loved to get to know his players. Was that the case with you, Antoine? Yeah, he's always uh, been a coach that I think he's been able to mentally get to the players just because he was he was a player himself, so he kind of understood what was going on, what were the thoughts in our head, and he tried to help us with it. He tried to use some of his knowledge of what he went through and then explain to us. And then, of course, he came back with his get it done. <laughs> you know, a lot of uh, a lot of us really remember him and just, you know, like uh, in the media, for example, we there were a lot of us that would come into this market and meet him and think, oh, my gosh, you know, this guy is tough. He's rugged. He's he's going to be mean. He's going to be upset all the time. In reality, he was one of the nicest, most genuine people that I ever had an opportunity to be around. Uh, what was it like when you came in to play for the Jazz, and, and what was your your thought of what he was going to be like, and then how different was he when you actually got to be around him for a little bit? Well, when I first got out there, I was thinking, oh, God, another military man, you know, because I played down here in San Antonio. And Pop is a military man, obviously. So, you know, I was like, mm, this may be a tough one. <laughs> but then once I got there and I started learning his system, doing the things he needed me to do, is everything became really easy. And, of course, you know, with him having Gordon and the other guys there, the assistant coaches, it was just a great family. And that's probably what I loved about it most there was Coach Sloan and those guys created a family. Yeah, Antoine, I've never had a chance to meet you, and, and I knew Jerry pretty well. And the reason I was so excited to have you on was I really felt like the way you played and the way Jerry coached, it feels like you're two peas in a pod. It feels like you were two guys that got on the same page with toughness, hard work, um, just blue collar, getting the work done kind of attitude. Is Did, did you relate with him on that plane? Well, I definitely did, and uh... – during that time, I was I was trying to, I guess, become into my own, you know, trying to do my thing, trying to become known. 
And one thing I did notice was I started looking at a bunch of old Jerry films and old stuff that he was doing. And I realized that me and him were a lot alike in ways. So I just tried to do what he was doing there. You know, he's the tough guy on his team when he played. I tried to be the tough guy on my team when he played. And I, obviously when he went out and played hard nose, then I wanted to do the same. So uh, that's kind of what I did. I tried to take off of what he did and try to improve on it. What were the things that would drive him nuts as a coach? Was it just lack of effort, or what were some of the things if you that, that would end up on getting on his bad side? Uh, well, one thing is if, if you're, you've got a, like a uh, the tournament coming up, he wants you to lock into what's going on. He doesn't want you getting involved with a bunch of st- things in the streets and all that. He wants you to be locked in. And when you couldn't lock in, say you decided – it was somebody's birthday and you decide you're going to go to that party that night before the game. He might not be mm, too happy about that (laughs) because his thought is, is are you ready for this game tomorrow? You can always go back and celebrate their birthday, but this game tomorrow may be our biggest game of our life. So are you ready? Man, he didn't take that from anybody. What what are a couple of memories you always take away from from him and your time with him, Antoine? Uh, probably the funniest part for me was, you know, he, he sometimes he would call on me, and I figured oh, I got better get in. So I would, you know, I'm always bouncing around, jumping around. So as soon as he called my name, I take off because I remember one time he asked me to go in. I jumped up to go in, and he said, "Ah, oh, wait a minute, well, never mind." From that day on, it was like, okay, every time he calls my name, by the time he gets it out of his mouth, I'll be there. <laughs> so, you know, I understood that he wanted to see if his players were ready to go, and that was one of the ways. He called your name. If you jumped and got ready to go quick, then you knew you were ready to play. If you kind of lingered around and took your time, took your pants off and jersey slowly, then he kind of looked at it like, okay, well, obviously he's not ready to play. Let me go with someone else quickly. So, like I said, I, just, t- I love playing for a hard-nosed guy. That's just the way I am. You know, the uh, the fun thing about looking back and, and and looking at those teams and how much fun that was and, and, and that run you guys went on, was that as much fun as you had playing in the NBA, some of those late 90s teams? Well, that was definitely a lot of fun. You know, we had a great camaraderie on that team. Uh me and the guys on the second team loved trying to go against the first team, trying to get them riled up. And obviously, any time we got in the game, we wanted to prove we were just as good as the first team. But uh, I wouldn't say we are, but we definitely give them a battle. Years after you left Utah, Antoine, how, how many interactions did you have with Jerry? And what were those interactions like when you'd bump into him years after you'd played for him? Oh, I would just, you know, I might come in town and roll around. I might see him somewhere out eating or so on. And I always came up, talked to him with respect because, like I said, he's one of those guys that he's almost like a father figure once you get to know him. So I just, you know, I would always try to say little things to him, especially as he got sicker and sicker. You know, I just wanted to let him know that I appreciated everything he did. Were you able no, to watch? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead Were go you ahead. able to watch? 
were you able to watch a little bit of the documentary and uh, and what did you think looking back on some of those years? Well, I really didn't watch the documentary. Uh, you know, to me, when you have those type of things going on, there's a lot of untold stories behind it. So I didn't want to get caught up in it and, you know, hear too much about it. I mean, there's little things that happen and people take it different ways at different times. And some of that stuff to me ended up not being said properly. Hmm. Uh, you know, it left me curious what Jerry was like after wins and what Jerry was like after losses. How different was he in the locker room after a win or, you know, after a, a major loss in a situation like that? Well, he was not happy, obviously, but uh, he's that type of a coach, that type of player. He, he wants to win everything. So, you know, he'd be a little bit upset, but then he would also explain where he thought we made mistakes at. And then when we obviously went to practice, we tried to correct those things. Was you know, the I system think one difficult? Of the things we did wrong was uh, when Jordan got that last shot, we probably should have rushed out and doubled him. Yeah. Was the system a difficult system to learn, or was it pretty simple, and it was just about the execution and making sure that everything was a, a finely tuned machine out there? That's exactly what it was. You know, if you know any military guys, they want to work it like it's a machine. That way they know exactly what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, and that was Coach Sloan. He'd tell you, okay, I need to go down. You as a four-man set to pick, cross over, do this, or I need you as a five-man to do this other thing. And that's what made our, I think, made our team as good as it was is we each took a little thing. You may be Chris Morris one day or Greg Foster the next. Or Shandon Anderson. You know, we, we all kind of, we were interchangeable parts, and we just did whatever we were told to do. Did, did, was Jerry Sloan the kind of coach that had favorites out on a court? Well, I know mean, he had to have favorites. I mean, I mean, would you have favorites? You had Carl Maloney, John Stockton, and, and Jeff Hornacek. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I, I mean, that's one of those you kind of, yeah, obviously he's going to have those guys in his favorite. Uh, I may be in his favorite bitch player. I don't know. <laughs> I bet you were. I bet you were. Hey, Antoine, we appreciate it, man. I know it's a difficult day for you, but thanks for making some time for us and uh, look forward to catching up with you again here soon. Great stories. All right, brother. Well, tell everybody to stay safe. And if you're staying home, please. Make sure you're covering and taking care of our elderly. So you guys just reach out and help everybody as much as you can. The dog pound love y'all. I love it. Jazz fans love you too, Antoine. Thanks, big dog. Appreciate it. No problem, Antoine Carr.